2,000, you're cleared on route. 404, 172 at 2,500. It's time for Chris Cruz. Hey guys, welcome back. And we are full-fledged election season again here in Florida because we have the Senate election where Marco Rubio sits in one corner and Patrick Murphy sits on the other corner. Patrick Murphy decided to kind of attack Marco Rubio on something that um, it kind of bit him in the butt. And just like the headline saints here from the Free Beacon, Patrick Murphy stumbles out of the gate in Florida. This is why I kind of call him the official correspondent for for uh, Patrick Murphy, Brent. Now, Brent, thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah, good to be on. Um, so tell me what is going. Okay, first of all, why are you so focused on Patrick Murphy? You know, uh, there's a few guys out there who are more fun to cover than Patrick Murphy. I mean, every day. And no matter how hard he tries, it seems like he falls on his face and does something embarrassing. And, <laughs> I mean, it's been years now. He keeps winning elections, though, and now he's the Florida candidate for Senate for the Democrats. So, I mean, he's doing something right, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He's fun to watch. Oh, yeah, trust me. I, I didn't know Patrick Murphy until I started reading a lot of your articles, which they always kind of involve Patrick Murphy somehow. And let's talk about the first attack that kind of failed because he's, he started his uh, Democratic official uh, rallies and he started attacking Marco Rubio because according to Murphy, Marco Rubio ignored a plea for help from a, uh, from a family of a wounded veteran. Yeah, so... Patrick Murphy, uh, on his first day as the official candidate, he came out and he came out with a pretty good attack against Marco Rubio. He brought on the father of a U.S. Army veteran who was injured last year, and that father said that he reached out to Marco Rubio to get help with his son's injury and that after waiting for months, he never heard a thing. He said five months. He never heard from Marco Rubio. And Murphy took that comment and really attacked Rubio. And it's a good attack. I mean, there's nothing worse than neglecting an injury to a veteran mm -hmm. who needs help. Yeah. Nothing worse. The only problem is that once the Rubio people saw the attack, and his Senate office easily just showed that it was far from the truth. I They sent me a timeline of when they first heard from this man, um, Tim Riney is his name, when they first heard from him. And they responded within two weeks, and then they had to get permission from the wounded veteran to actually help him on his case. And from the timeline they show, and they have recorded emails and calls, they were in contact with this family for almost every other week for the course of about four or five months. And it only ended once the father asked them to stop. He said he no longer needed their help. And then six months later, he all of a sudden is on stage with Patrick Murphy telling, telling the people, that Rubio just couldn't care less about his son and completely ignored it when the record shows that that is the opposite of the truth. And then even making it more embarrassing is that 
Rubio wrote a handwritten note to the family when he first heard about this case. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, the hand, the handwritten letter says, um, it has a Marco Rubio stationery, it says, Timothy, we're so grateful for your service, you're, you're in our prayers, and we'll continue to fight for you. Now, I have a question for you. Um, I know you guys have reached out to the uh, to the Murphy campaign, and you haven't gotten any response back. But it's weird that they use this tag. You know, to be fair, Marco Rubio can be attacked in other ways. You know, like the Gang of Ocho. He could be, you know, he could be kind of attacked in other ways. And it's interesting that they picked this tag. Well, all you had to do is basically go to Team uh, Timothy Riney's Facebook and has the letter. Yeah, to tell you the truth, I don't understand it. I do not understand how they could have decided to go on with this when any campaign has people vetting everybody they bring on in campaign events. I mean, this is a huge mistake. It makes no sense to, on your first day as the candidate, when you're going to have a lot of media attention, it's your first big rally after you're officially the man to face a high-profile um, politician like Marco Rubio. And yeah. you come out, and you he went strong on this attack, too. It wasn't like uh, – I mean, Murphy stood next to this guy as he spoke about Rubio's record on helping this veteran. And, I mean, maybe they know something that we don't, but from what I've seen – the letters and the timeline, what they're saying is a complete lie. And it wasn't only against Rubio. During the course of the event, he also said that they reached out to Florida's Democratic Senator, Bill Nelson, and that Bill Nelson never responded. Bill yeah. Nelson, of course, even though Patrick Murphy's a fellow Democrat, the second his office saw this, he was like, wait a second, did we actually ignore this veteran's request? And they quickly shot it down, too, saying, <laughs> oh, of course we didn't. So the, he not only got proven wrong by Rubio, but he also got proven wrong by Bill Nelson, who, of course, wants Murphy to win. Yeah, which it should be not a just gonna let. Yeah, yeah, he's not just going <laughs> to let this guy tell lies about him. So Patrick Murphy, after his first day, it just, I honestly do not know what he's doing. I don't know how they went ahead with this attack. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, let's talk about something that always catches my eye with you. And that's always you bring, you talk, you always talk about Patrick Murphy's father and the yacht. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, there's nothing more funny than uh, Patrick Murphy's father, who, of course, um, owns a very, very successful Florida construction company called Coastal Construction that actually, by the way, has um, been the prime construction company for multiple Trump properties in Florida. Um, so it, it's building some big, some big projects. So his father owns a yacht, and it's called Cocktails. Miss Cocktails is the name of his 97-foot yacht. And Murphy, going back to just why does he do some of the things that he does as a Florida senator or a Florida politician running for senator? He decided earlier this summer over Memorial Day weekend to jet off to Nantucket and 
stay on an 100 foot yacht named Miss Cocktails. <laughs> I, I don't know if there is any worse image for a politician trying to act like he's very concerned about the the common person that his, his common constituents <laughs> are dealing with. Yeah, because last time I checked. Then going up to Nantucket, which is one of. Even for yacht owners, it's a ritzy place to go to. No, and this, this is guy. <laughs> it's really it's interesting. Crazy. It's really interesting because, like, like I told you, I'm from Florida, and just to let you guys know, I do not own a yacht. I don't even own a kayak. So this, he's not representing the common man here. And I could tell you right now, uh, out of a five block radius. The smallest we have here is like a fishing boat, and that's like my neighbors. <laughs> so we're not rich down here, which actually the reason I brought up the yacht because you actually published uh, something today about uh, Mafia Man <laughs> for Murphy. Why is this important? It reminded me of Hillary Clinton a few weeks ago when she po tried to pull out that uh, Mexican proverb to trash Trump saying like, <laughs> You could tell who a man is by who he walks with. These are two wealthy Brooklyn guys who now live in Florida. When you go back into some FBI files that were pulled by a website called The Smoking Gun, you see these guys are named in everything. All these FBI surveillance documents were there, standing outside the biggest crime family meetings there noting down that both John Stalupi and John Rizzotti both are showing up at these meetings. And both of them have already donated the maximum allowed, which is $5,400, to Patrick Murphy. Um, why they did this, I don't know. It could be that they know the Murphy family, um, being their wealthy Florida businessmen. They have big car lots. They could do business with the Murphys, who are also a big family in Florida. One possibility that I saw is that John Stalupi, one of the men, actually doubles as a yacht builder. He constructs yachts and he sells them. This guy's a big deal in the Florida yacht world. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Murphy's father got needed help when he was uh, purchasing Miss Cocktails. Miss Cocktails. Yeah, I'm not saying that uh, Murphy, you know, belongs to a crime family, but I'm saying that you know, if we if we should take Hillary Clinton's word of we should judge a person by who they surround themselves, which I do the same thing with Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump surrounds himself with he quotes them as good people. Yeah, no, a lot of money is being dumped here and or in Florida, um, and yet they want they want Rubio out. I mean, Rubio is one of the most uh, Republican with a lot of potential. Who knows what he would be doing right now if he won the nomination? I mean, taking him out of the Senate kind of eliminates him as a politician forever, and. The Democrats are stuck with Patrick Murphy to do it. And if there's one thing Patrick Murphy has, because he doesn't have much political ability or good sense, <laughs> but he does have a lot of money. I mean, his whole political career, I mean, look at where it's gone. He first ran for Congress in 2012. And before that, he had no political experience. He was just a rich guy's son 
who was floating along through different businesses that his dad helped him get involved in. Yeah. And money from his father launched his career from basically a nobody to now less three years later, he's the Democrats' most important Senate candidate right now. They need him to beat Marco Rubio. And with money, you know, in politics, anything is possible. So... Yeah, yeah, and th- and that's one thing that you know we've seen. You know, the Democrats they need the House, and the House could be turned to the uh, Democrats. So they they do need to sit, uh, take out Marco Rubio. Brent, thank you so much for joining us. And how can people read your articles and find you on the web? Yes, yeah, freebeacon.com. dot uh, com. I'm on Twitter at uh, just Brent Scher, S C H E R. And if you need some stuff on Murphy. Just uh, come over to the Free Beacon, and there will always be something he did in the past week. Uh, I could assure you that. All right, guys, you heard it here. Patrick Murphy, it's your turn to rebuttal all this. So I welcome you, Patrick Murphy. Come down here, and let's talk about what we just talked about. Because I'm curious. I'm really curious, Patrick Murphy. And this show is dedicated just for you, buddy. Hey guys, make sure to follow me on the Twitter at RC underscore K-R-I-S and make sure to visit my website for more interviews like this with writers, authors, anybody that is making wave I will have on this show. Thank you for listening and make sure to visit my website, chriscruzblog.com. That is chriscruzblog.com. Till next time.